Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. everyone welcome to a very special episode of tossing clubs this time we're going to be talking about kapalua baby number 23 top public golf course in the us of a i'm stoked i'm your host frank q zong i'm with my buddies zachary moses and aaron tan guys how is kapalua Kapalua was crazy, man. It uh, was a beautiful course, but quite a disaster out there. And we can dive into that in a bit. But, man, Hawaii is the shit. Hawaii is so awesome. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like, no matter what happened on the course, we got to play golf on a beautiful day. Perfect weather, perfect views. The course was in great shape. It, It was a great day. This round... We've been hyping it up a lot. Not only have we talked about it on the pod, we've also been texting ourselves back and forth about what we were going to shoot, the views. And we were talking about Century Tournament of Champions last pod, which was hosted in Kapalua, and just talking about, man, that course looks so easy. I mean, everyone's shooting negative, you know, under 33, right? So it's, after actually being there, it's, Oh my gosh, I can tell you, I do not know how the pro shoot minus 33 over four days because I got whooped. But before we get to that, let's go through the day, all right? Let's talk about just being in Hawaii, driving to Kapalua, some of the pre-round thoughts. What were you guys thinking? Man, so right from the beginning, I think the best way to describe like how hyped we were was like I, I had my alarms. Our tea time was 10.20, and I had my alarm set for like eight or something and i woke up just from excitement at like 6 a.m i look at my phone i already had texts from both of you guys like i can't sleep i was like oh my god i'm so excited it was great the, the funny thing was this week was my wedding week and i couldn't sleep right and tuesday morning i woke up at like six and you know i texted you i don't know if i could sleep I don't know if it's because of golf or the wedding. And we were like, bro, it's the golf for sure. I was like, you right, you right. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah, man, I was super excited. It's also just a super nice drive getting over to Kapalua. It's like located on the west side of the island. And to get over there, you're basically taking this highway that's right along the ocean. You look out, it's like nice and blue, all sunny. You have whales breaching in the background. And then you make this right turn and like go up this hill into Kapalua. And it's this huge like plantation house. Got a fancy restaurant, just like a huge clubhouse. You see the holes as you're driving up. You got like one down the side. You see 18 in the distance. The grandstands from the Tournament of Champions were still up when we drove in, which is crazy. And you can just like feel that you're driving into this course and this experience that is like so premium and so much like better than anything that you've had and played before it's just it's an incredible feeling walking in and driving into Kapalua. yeah 
driving in, we were greeted by someone who asked to take our golf bags out of our cars. And that was the first time that has ever happened to me. And I was like, yo guys, do we tip? Like, like who has cash? Like, I don't know what's going on right now. And so just that, you're, you know you're gonna be taken care of. We get to the parking lot, we go into the clubhouse, you can see the trophy, the, the past champions. And then we headed straight to the golf shop and bought these cool hats. So all of us wearing our Kapalua hats. And then we, uh, we got some carts, right? And then Zach, you checked us in and took us to the driving range. One thing I noticed off the bat was the quality of service at the club. It's like everyone in the clubhouse, super nice, super helpful. They they offering to, you know, do you, I was renting clubs and they're like, they gave me a sheet of paper and like, hey, do you want Titleist? Do you want Callaway? Do you want Stiff? Regular? Are you a good player? Are you a good, bad player? They were there to help me out from the minute that I walked in, which was super cool. And then you walk downstairs and you grab your carts, you grab your bags. They give you all these tees and ball markers that have the Capitol logos on them. You get over to your cart, it's all decked out with like wet towels and water and balls. And it's it's just like not a regular golf experience. It's super cool. The wet towels were definitely, I've never experienced that. I was like, what do I even do with these? I just put them on my forehead. Luxury. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that either. And it's, you know, it's a hot day in Hawaii. You open up the cooler, there's a bunch of water bottles in there. It's just, oh my goodness, it's awesome. Wait, there were water bottles so, in the cooler? As, you no. didn't help him? Oh. <laughs> 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 Gotta go back. Dude. But as we were driving our cars to the driving range, Aaron, what were your thoughts, man? It was it, it was kind of the same experience because the, the drive to the driving range from the clubhouse is like in a cart, it's like three minutes or something. You're just going through like a couple tunnels, going under the road. You come out the other side and it's like Narnia. It's like this little enclosed, like just beautiful space where you hit, I think they were Pro V1s or Callaways and they're just sitting there for you and you just hit as many as you want, stay as long as you want, get all warm and it just, it, it just felt like seamless, like, like this is how it should be. And then when you were hitting the range and you were hitting those balls, how did you guys feel? Because I knew when I hit my balls, I was like, oh man, this I feel okay. I don't feel great, but I feel okay. You know, it, because you're hitting off of the grass too, so it's nice. But, you know, it's easier to hit off of mats objectively. And then the actual driving range was actually sort of narrow. So it made it, it just amplified your hooks and slices so that they looked way offline. So I think from the get go, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, oh man. It's going to be a good day, but it might be a tough day, too. I don't know about you two, but I was pure in it on the range. Yeah. I had these, like, <laughs> sweet T200s, the TSI driver. I was like, hitting it probably as good as I've ever hit it this past year, which has only been a few weeks. But I was, I mean, I was hitting it incredibly well, um, and I was ready to take on Kapalua. I thought I was going to go low, but, you know, it's the driving range, so it was a little different out there on the course. Yeah, I definitely, Zach was, Zach was like, man, this feels amazing. My swing's so pure. I'm just, I'm loving this. And I was like, I don't want to talk to you right now. I need to figure out how to stop hooking it into the trees. 
Yeah, I was like that too, because Zach was behind me in the driving range, and all he said was, "Oh man, these are nice. You want to try them out?" I was like, "Bro, like I'm trying to like get my own swing down right now. I got no time for this." Exactly. But you know, we we're done with the driving range. We take that three minute drive back to the putting green. We roll some putts, guys. We we thought the greens were Ooh. fast as hell, right? I mean, I thought they were rolling real quick. The practice green was so fast. My first putt was like six feet past the hole. It was so fast. Putting green was a bit quicker than like even the course. Absolutely. Yeah, it was rolling rolling nice on the putting green. Um, Definitely pretty quick. But yeah, it a little bit actually surprising because most really nice courses, you have the exact same conditions on the putting green compared to what you get on the course and it was yeah it felt slightly faster on the putting green the practice green that was probably yeah i think we all felt yeah that, that was one of the things i was a little disappointed in like we i feel like we left a lot of putts short especially at the beginning because we expected it to be so much faster but and what's not i mean we didn't really utilize this but they also have a bunker to practice your bunker shots and they also have a chipping green as well uh but we just didn't really utilize them as much and i definitely should have so, you know, we're done with our little practice sesh, you know, about a good hour, right? It was pretty good, pretty good time. You know, I was feeling okay. You guys, you know, sounds like you guys were feeling great. On the first tee, tell me about that shot. I was a nervous wreck. I mean, we were waiting for the group in front of us for what felt like a very long time. And so you have the, you, this view, number one is like a downhill par four amazing view of the ocean in the background but there's like a a valley between the fairway and the green and you can't hit until the group in front of you gets out of that valley and so you're basically hitting the tee shot when they're already on the green so it takes a long time and i'm just i'm up first i have my ball teed up in the ground and i'm just waiting and it's like a 10 minute wait and all i can think about is which house i'm gonna hit with this tee shot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there were no houses there. exactly it was like that bad <laughs> and so why don't when i got up to hit the shot like i basically just tried to hit it as quickly as i could so i didn't have any other bad swing thoughts and it probably went exactly how almost all my tee shots go which is like a little bit of a block fade slice onto the right side landed like on the the cart path which actually helped me and rolled down the hill, ended up finding it. And it was like a great shot, second shot, but it was not a pretty drive at all. Uh, I think you two did a lot better than I did. Yeah, you got the the first shot jitters out for us, let us off, which is great. Appreciate that. Um, I think, Frank, you were up next. Was I? Well, I can tell you what was going through my mind. We had a fourth. His name was also Frank. And he was like this probably like 55, 60-year-old guy, just really an average dude, but sort of intimidating at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, dude, just, just hit the ball like in the air, right? And, you know, I, I go up, I, I, I like, I'm a little bit nervous, take some deep breaths. And I was just like, all right, just, just go for it. And luckily for me, I hit, I didn't pure it, but it went fairly straight and uh, I got a fairway hit uh, probably 200 yards down the middle and then my second shot it was uh it was rough and I ended up I think doubling or tripling that uh that hole but you know nothing feels better though than making sure that that first shot is down the middle 
Absolutely. I think I, I followed up with, I was super nervous, but somehow I hit a nice draw just like on the driving range, like my stock three iron. Um, but I don't know if it was the, the like rollout that we got on the fairways or, but I rolled all the way down the hill. I, I hit it through the fairway and I ended up in the rough and it was just a, it, it was a rude awakening into what was about to happen that day because um the rough out there was gnarly and hitting out of that was no joke on on the first hole i did okay i got it on the green but i mean did you guys did you guys have any experiences in the rough losing balls hooking it like hitting it low just not able to make good contact i mean i think i spent the entire day in the rough so yeah i got quite familiar with what was going on there and it was definitely brutal i mean the tournament of champions was two weeks ago and so they were still like cleaning up the course from uh like cleaning up the grandstand and stuff so the conditions were pretty perfect but that meant the rough was incredibly difficult and very gnarly and very thick and if your ball did roll roll into the rough it, it was you had to really hack at it to get it out of there you couldn't get a lot of good spin it was hard to make good contact uh, it was yeah, it's definitely a challenge for sure. Oh, it was so difficult, and it was really difficult for me to chip too because it's lying so deep in the rough that it felt really hard to get the bottom of the club down at the right time. Um, and it's the type of rough where the ball never sits up; it literally never sits up. It's always, you know, like a search party needs to go out and find it. And it was uh, it was tough. It was tough. I remember just the next hole. I think I like flubbed two chips, and I, from there I was like, "Oh my gosh! I, I don't even know if I will enjoy this round as much as I, you know, was hoping to." So let's talk about that. So you know, my expectations of Kapalua was, you know, it's gonna be a hard course, but it's gonna be a picturesque course, and you know, I've been taking lessons. I should do okay. And in reality, it was really, really difficult. And I really don't know how these pros do it. Like if you're like, these pros are really good. Jeez, because if you have a ball push right or hook left, you know, it feels like half the time you're going to be losing it. Um, It's not like the municipal courses that I'm used to where if you, Uh, miss it you're on another fairway your ball is literally in the jungle or in a valley so because of that it felt like a really challenging course for me who's somewhat of a higher handicapper Um, so I will say my uh, expectations were high and in reality I did not meet them (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'd kind of I'd agree with you like I always have pretty high expectations going into a round and I always want to play pretty well and I, I, I was so bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I had zero idea where the ball was going to go off the tee, and that's never a good state of mind to have when you're trying to shoot a good round. So I was, as I mentioned, I was in a lot of trees. I was in a lot of hazards. I lost a lot of balls. I was in the rough quite a bit. I actually kind of made up some of that with a good short game, made a number of putts. I actually was reading the greetings pretty well, hit some good approaches, but 
story of my game and, and story of my, my recent golf career is I cannot find a fairway to save my life. And then once the ball is in play, like I have a decent shot of hitting a green, but it, it was pretty brutal out there. I could have been playing any course, probably would have shot the same score because my driver wasn't even coming close to the fairway. For me, it was a little bit of the opposite. I felt like my my long game was pretty good. Like my full swing was pretty good. My short game really let me down especially just not being used to the grass, not being used to the greens, the slopes on the greens. And I just, I had a lot of missed opportunities with like a great drive right down the middle. And then I would, you know, also part of it is the heat in Hawaii. I would overshoot the green by a whole club and either lose my ball or be in some terrible lie. And I felt like that really hurt me. And and then again, just the putting. The it took me probably nine holes to even get a feel for the putting surface. So that hurt me too. And and I ended up, you know, not shooting a great score. They say that short games where you score, and and that hurt me for sure. So in summary, this course very difficult. We did not play well. <laughs> However, though, on the eighteenth hole, this signature hole of. Kapalua Plantation course. What did we do? We I think we all bombed it down the middle, oh, right? Bombed it. I I did the same thing. I bombed it all the way down the hill, drove through the fairway and ended up in the rough, and that is what did me in. Yeah, I hit the fairway on 18, which uh was a bit surprising for me and then was able to lay up on the par 5. Had about 90 yards in, hit the green, two putted, made a par. I was incredibly happy with a par to end around on my iconic 18th at, at Kapalua. It was, I was exhausted by the end of it, to be honest. It was a long day of a lot of bad shots and really hot out there, but ending on 18, coming down the hill into the clubhouse, the grandstand was still there, which was really cool. It was, yeah, it was quite, it's such a beautiful hole, a beautiful sight. It was a good way to end the round, um, like a really nice moment for sure. And I think, I remember hitting a decent three wood and then I flubbed a chip, but then had a decent other chip. And then I think probably three put it and ended with a double, but I was happy. Like not only did I get to, I got to play Kapalua. It was before my wedding day or like a week before my wedding day. There was nothing to be mad about. Everything was good. And then I think like Frank, the fourth guy, he had a, eagle attempt but then he like three or four put it too but he was a super chill guy it was nice meeting him too he was super nice congratulate congratulated me on my wedding as well and man like just looking back uh man i think if we all went back we would all shoot probably five to ten strokes better <laughs> okay that's a lot maybe maybe like three to like eight strokes better i think i would 100 percent so I know we kind of jump jump there from like 1 to 18 real quick, but I guess like looking back at the round, were there things that surprised you guys about the course or like memorable holes or shots? Or I know for me personally, like the elevation changes were a lot crazier than I thought they would be. A lot of the par threes, a lot of the par fives, you were just dropping, you know, hundreds of yards up and down. And it really played with like, how far like which clubs to use for example the first hole i had like 175 in but with the, the slope and it was sloped down i probably hit, I hit a nine iron because it probably played like 145 
um, which was really weird. And then you had plenty of holes where you're hitting uphill, like over bunkers. So that was pretty like confusing and hard to always get the right club. One other thing was despite the holes being incredibly like the fairways being very large. And I know like one of the holes has like the largest fairway on tour because of the slope, you have a huge fairway, but you have to hit a particular spot on the fairway or otherwise your ball is just going to roll off of it and roll into the rough. So it's like as big as they look, they're actually pretty tiny when you think about which location on the fairway you need to be in to like actually stay on the fairway. Otherwise, I mean, they're quick, they're fast, you're going to roll right into the rough. So those were kind of two things for me that stood out. Yeah, I would say the couple things that stood out that I kind of alluded to before but one of them is like the ball seemed to be traveling like a whole club length further um in probably the heat and so that was something that you don't really think about um going into it but i probably should moving forward um the rough that would be the biggest thing where if i could go back and play it again i would I would just account for when you're in the rough, you're going to hit a low spin shot. It's probably going to be low. It might go left. And just knowing that and not expecting to hit a nice, high, soft landing iron onto the green, I think is is important. And then I would say, like, the whole the whole slope thing was really a big, like, like not only knowing where to land on the fairways but knowing where to land your approach shots because there are a lot of there are a lot of areas around the green and areas on the green where like the ball would just feed to certain places and it was like you could land there with backspin or or where whatever direction your ball's going and it would it would just like slowly trickle down to like it would funnel into a certain area and just knowing that i feel like we could have we could have definitely taken advantage of that where you don't have to hit a perfect shot. You just hit it to an area and it'll funnel towards the green. Yeah. It's funny that you talk about hitting into an area. I was trying to basically just hit into an area, just to, you know, just try to play it safe, but it was difficult at times because there were so many, uh, not only the elevation changes, but just trouble that's around the, the green and what i mean by that is just you know just right next to the green are bushes or there it's a drop off on a hill or it's just like a chip that you don't really want to you know tackle on uh, and when you're trying to hit those shots i mean it could be a hundred yard shot that's the same at kapalua versus anywhere else but at kapalua it felt like way more difficult because of what could happen and we talk about how golf is a confidence game. Dude, if it, it's especially when you're not playing well, it just exacerbates the issue. And so that I thought was interesting uh, because it was one of the, I think probably my first like really big boy course. I feel like TPC Harding wasn't like that hard. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I see you, Zach. And then, uh, I think the next thing that caught me was uh, the putting greens. They all had plateaus and different levels too. And so that was pretty cool uh, to see the ball rolling with different uh, side winding rolls and uh, definitely harder to read than like your average course. The other thing off of that is that just knowing that the ball always breaks towards the ocean, 
it can be trippy, especially on a course that's really hilly, because there were definitely putts that, like, you know, they look like they're breaking right, but then you think about it, and you're like, okay, the ocean's on the left. It's probably going to be a straight putt, or it's going to break left. And just just knowing that, I think, is another, like, course knowledge thing. In a similar vein to what was most memorable about the course, did you guys have any memorable shots? Um, I will start. Um, I will start with... Uh, actually, both of you guys. I forgot what hole this was. I think it was 17th or 18th. They look sort of similar. But you guys were around the same area. And it's sort of downhill. I think it was a par 4. And it was just... I mean, Zach hit a beautiful ball... Didn't land on the green, but it was, I think, just to the right of the green. But Aaron, he also, like, the ball wasn't so beautiful, but I think it hit the green. It was really low, and it hooked left. I don't know if you yep. guys remember that. I remember it. And I think that was just really cool um, because, you know, the background was amazing. Uh, you guys hit good shots, and it felt like those were difficult to come by. Yeah, that was 17, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. that par 4 down the hill. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of my favorite moments, and I think it was hole 14, which was one of the shorter par fours. It was the first hole, the entire, uh, the first hole though, up until 14, it was the first hole that we all hit the fairway off the tee, which was like pretty surprising. I don't think, I think we made like one par out of the three of us, but we all hit the fairway, which was like a huge accomplishment for us up until hole 14. And I think we did it again on 18, um, which was a good hole for us. But that, that stuck out for me. I was on 18. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Hole 14. But just barely, just though. barely, but it was enough to make me hook two into the junk on the left. <laughs> <laughs> I think another thing for me, like a hole that was very representative of like how my entire day went and the type of golf that I play nowadays was hole number two. Hole number two is a par three. It was um, about 160 yards. I think I had an eight iron. And my first shot, I basically shank it into the street on the right side lose the ball tee up again hit the same eight iron hit it to about nine feet uh make that putt for a fake birdie a real bogey so right down i wrote down a four but it was kind of that type of playing all day where i'd lose a shot off the tee hit like a decent shot to kind of salvage the hole make a bogey make a double something like that um and did not shoot well but like i i felt like i hit a lot of good shots which were exciting, but it was never the first shot off the tee, which was disappointing. Yeah. I think, like, far and away my most memorable shot is that tee shot on 18. It, like, because I'm such a, I'm such a, like, swing mechanic nerd, and so I, for sure, I'm, like, I'm in my head, like, the whole round, I'm, like, what's going on? Why am I hitting it left? I'm hitting so many hooks, and... On that tee shot in 18, the swing felt so pure. It was so balanced. I hit it. I just bombed it exactly where I was aiming. Hit a nice little draw. That It was like, in terms of my swing, it was like probably my best swing of the day. But unfortunately, I hit it too far, and it went into the rough on the other side of the fairway. But the actual shot, like I remember that feeling so well. That was probably the only shot that I actually celebrated. Similarly, it was, for me, hole 11, that part three, overlooking that bay. 
I think we all hit good shots. I don't think we all hit the green, but I think we all hit good shots that were, if not on the green, pretty close to the green. And I just remember thinking, wow, what a beautiful day. I'm shooting like shit, but who really cares? Nothing's really going to matter about my scorecard. I'm just here to enjoy it. And from there, I can't say I played that much better, but I felt like my swing like freed up a little bit. It was definitely one of those days where we kind of had to remind ourselves why we play golf and that we like this and that <laughs> we're out on such a beautiful course. Cause like I was definitely focused on my swing and my score and like, I wasn't playing well, but like I needed to take a step back and be like, yo, like you're on Kapalua. This is like one of the arguably, I mean, look, number 23 in the U S right now, it's probably like the top course in all of Hawaii it's incredible. I mean, you look out, you see the ocean. I saw like three whales during the course of this four hour round breaching out in the ocean. Like it was incredible and perfect conditions. And it, when we, it's in the moment, it's definitely hard to be like, ah, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Cause you're shanking balls out of bounds, but it's an incredible experience. And like, I'm super happy that we did it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, but Frank, the other Frank was like, you know why you guys are here? Because you chose to be here. And I was like, yeah, I did choose to be here. I love this place. <laughs> and I shoot, proceed to shoot one of my worst scores ever. But I loved it because it was honestly, also just playing with you guys too. That's few and far between. That's, you know, once in a blue moon that happened. So it was just uh, overall a good time despite the actual golf itself. Not only did you choose to play there, but you chose to pay $500 to play at Kapalua. And for me, $580 with an $80 rental fees for the clubs, <laughs> um, which raises a good question <laughs> for you guys. Uh, and I think we should we can talk about this and then maybe actually share what our scores were on the day. But do you guys think playing Kapalua was worth the money? For me, it... It's an easy answer. At the time, I was, you know, we were talking about it, and I was like, man, it really was a lot of money. None of us shot great. I don't know. But thinking back on it and letting it settle in, like, it was 100% worth it for me. I, like, that was still one of my most memorable parts of the eight days I was in Maui. And, you know, I, I don't know if, I don't know if I'll ever play there again, but now you know looking watching the century tournament of champions in the future i'll remember what i did on every hole when the pros are playing those holes and and i mean it was such a beautiful course beautiful day i think it was absolutely worth it for me yeah i would say it's worth it as well because why were we there because we chose to be there and we loved it it was really just i mean just the views they're just so breathtaking and magnificent and you know that the time there is limited and so you, like towards the end of the round like in the middle of the round i was like okay dude i don't i don't even know if i want to play golf anymore <laughs> but towards the end of the round i don't know if you remember but i was like super hyped up i was like let's let's go let's go let's get a final par on hole 18 like i was hyped up and i think at that time at that moment i realized like hey you know it doesn't really matter what i shoot because no one really cares but like aaron said i'll have frame of reference for tournament of champions i 
I'll, I have played one of the best courses in America. And would I play there again? I mean, not immediately, to be honest with you. I probably wouldn't, you know, book the next uh, golf trip to Kapalua, but, you know, I'm glad that I did at least once. I mean, you de- Kapalua, you're definitely paying a premium because you're paying for an elevated experience. And it was just far and away so much better than so many other golf experiences that I've had in my life. And yeah, I, I do not regret paying that money at all. It was a tough day, but a beautiful day out there. And I had a ton of fun with you too. Uh, and yeah, we probably won't play it for a little while, <laughs> but at some point we'd love to go back and try to shoot a better score. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's a one in a million course out there in Maui. For sure. I think the, it's one of those things where down the road, maybe when we're all a little bit better, a little bit older, a little bit wiser with our games, you know, we can come back and just be like, all right, ha, we finally fucked you, Kapalua. I know you <laughs> fucked us the first time. <laughs> but, you know, I hope to say that one day. Uh, yeah, besides, um, besides uh, just the overall positive vibes of that place, you know, I thought this whole um, experience from beginning to end, from when we first set foot onto uh, that area to when we drove off, it was just excellent. It was just, I, I could not recommend it more. Yeah, the, the finishing touch, speaking of, the, of driving off, the finishing touch was when we drive back we're all like hot and sweaty and thirsty and have to pee and there's two guys there that are just like oh welcome back and they just clean our clubs for us like they were they were probably cleaner than than when i started and they they wrote us little like kapalua name tags and and they just kind of like completed the experience there for us so yeah total total good experience yeah that was that was new to me for sure because all my clubs were like all over the place they weren't really organized because i was just like dude just get, like just throw it in there right and this guy comes out he like sorts my clubs too and i'm legit like embarrassed because not only do i have like clubs all over the place my seven iron was broken so you probably just saw like the shaft and he's like dude what the heck and then they were probably all dirty because i didn't really clean them and i was like oh shit i should probably tip you you know so it was it was cool it was cool i would not trade it for anything so the question everybody's probably wondering, listening to this, now that we're about 30 minutes into this podcast, what uh, what did you guys shoot? And it'd also be probably a good time to go back to our episode um, where we talked about what we thought we would shoot and then compare it to what we actually shot because there is a, a bit of a, a difference there. I can start. So I didn't say I would shoot this, but you guys thought I would shoot maybe like a 99 or like a high 90s or even a low 100s but i shot 120 it was a very long day and i had to ask both zach and aaron to like lend me some golf balls because i lost all mine i think i brought like nine of them too i definitely I didn't lose as many balls as you guys, so I'm glad I had a ton of balls there. Um, but I I think we said that I was going to shoot uh, 
you guys thought I would definitely break 100, potentially break 90, and I ended up with a 103. Yeah, I was right about there with you. <laughs> I also brought about 10 balls with me on the trip, proceeded to lose all of them, had to borrow one from one or two from Aaron. I shot an unofficial about 100, but we were talking about it after, and there were a couple holes where I hit it OB on, on tee shots, and what I just played it as a hazard because I didn't want to deal with it, and there probably should have been an out-of-bounds stroke added to that score. So I was probably right there with Aaron, probably about the same. Um, we tend to tie almost every time we play. But, yeah, it was rough out there. I mean, I think I wanted to shoot down in, like, the low 90s, and it wasn't even close. So... Kapalua definitely kicked our butt. Ah, jeez. Overall, though, again, it was the best 120 of my life, so can't complain. So, guys, should we wrap up Kapalua? Yeah, I think that about covers it. All right, thanks, everyone, for listening to this very special episode of Tossing Clubs. We hope you enjoyed you know, walking through Kapalua with us, it was definitely fun to reflect back and all the good, the bad, the highs and the lows. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Peace. Later. Later. Kapalua will.